Hey everybody, this is Eugene Driscoll of ValleyIndy.org, and I am invading Valley Sports Rewind, the podcast usually hosted by Mike Kenichi. Did I say your last name correctly, Mike? I just want to... Yeah, you did, and you're one of the few, because it's usually either Kenichi or Kenichi. They never say it right, so good job. Boom! Public education right here, Somers, New York, class of 1992. We're going to be talking today, it is, this is a Valley Sports Rewind episode though but it's a very special one not only is it a crossover where the boring news guy gets involved (laughs) but we're also going to be talking about the next class or the incoming class of the derby high school athletic hall of fame yes Yes. boom i got the name right i am (laughs) you're batting a thousand yeah there we go i couldn't remember the term (laughs) and mike is sort of my guest but not really he's going to be doing a lot of talking but also joining him is a hall of fame committee member yeah. Jen Moffitt. And before we begin, Jen, welcome. Why, thank you, sir. I just want to say, I want to, like, kiss your, your guys' butts just a little. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're a nonprofit, online, independent, shoestring budget news site run by two guys. We're going to be here for 2018. We don't know about 2019. That is the nature of the beast. It is not a great time to be the, quote, media, unquote, in America for various reasons, and we feel some of that. The fact that you guys come on, and Mike, you do a podcast here every week, helps us. So I really appreciate you guys, because you both do so much for the community. And as a local news site, we're not in it for the money or the page views, or to print scandalous stories all the time. We just believe in local journalism. And so I just wanted to thank you guys for making us look good by being associated with us, because it helps in the community. It helps us come across as humans, which, in fact, on most days we are. So that's all I wanted to say. Well, thank you, and uh, thank you guys, because you guys have always supported our Hall of Fame from day one before we even had our first ceremony. You guys were always, you know, putting stuff out there for us, so thank you. You were our first guest, Mike. Uh, When we did this, we used to do this show live in New Haven on WNHH 103.5. It's still, this uh, broadcast is still heard there. Right. Uh, Valley Sports Rewind is 2 p.m. Mondays on 103.5 FM. Valley Naval Gazing, our like weekly news talk show, is noon. Actually, it's 1 p.m. Noon and 1 p.m. I just, right. they, they do like a Valley two-hour block where we come in and, and take over New Haven. So, Mike, you were our first guest when we did the Valley Naval Gazing live. Right. In New Haven, and we, and we we actually like replayed that episode once, and like we couldn't get you on the phone. There were so many technical yeah, problems. Was, yeah. I remember listening to that. Yeah, yeah, and you bailed me out because I was completely nervous. I was I was just frozen. Ethan was no help at all. The other reporter, here. <laughs> he was just staring at me as I'm trying to like answer the phone and type to you right, on Facebook. Right. And then when you came on, you were so exhaustive in your knowledge. It just bailed me out. Uh, so a belated uh, one and a half years later, thanks for making me look yeah, good again. That's right. That was a long time ago. Hard to believe. All right. So that's it. That's the show. That's all we have time for. All we'll right. see you guys thanks next everybody. week. Thanks, <laughs> everybody. All right. So enough, enough blabbing. Maybe I'll cut all this out. I'm glad we didn't do this Facebook Live. People would be throwing darts at us via the <laughs> comment section. But all right. So the uh, Derby Athletic High School Hall of Fame, Athletic Hall of Fame, started your first class was what a year ago how yes um april 2nd 2016 was the first class it was the class of 2015 because when we voted and stuff like that it came out in july or august 2015 like so, the oscars that's the way the oscars yeah, did. pretty much and uh, did you announce any wrong names you can tell me now like the oscars did anything like that happen no one of the most important things when you're doing something like this is to always get the names right or you'll never hear the end of it so now you have the second the second class uh, yes. coming up? And basically the second class, the ceremony is going to take place Saturday night, April 8th, 6 o'clock p.m. at the AM Club. Doors are going to open at 5 p.m. And basically we're going to induct seven new members this year. And we also give out a service award recipient each year. And it's in honor of longtime contributor Bill Pucci. Okay, who's been on this podcast uh, right, uh, right. Uh, once or twice, I think. Uh, that's all. And so, Jen, what do you do as a member of the committee? What is your role 
Uh, you're involved in Makes everything. Makes me look good. <laughs> you're right. You, you keep Mike from getting in trouble. I, I kind of keep the uh, the organizational piece intact, in um, the fundraising piece, and and you know keeping everybody on task and making sure things are done when they need to be done in order to have a successful event. And um, you know, how difficult, like how voting I mean, member of the committee as well. And in terms of the funds you need to raise, what are some of the things you have to uh, buy? We got to buy, um, you know, each year for the banquet, we have plaques. So we've got a plaque that goes in the high school. There's also a plaque that goes to the recipient. Um, our service award winner also receives a, a plaque. And um, so those type of things. And then any marketing materials that, that you know, we want to have out there. Uh, we're looking into pens this year so that everybody can take a little pen homes. So they have a little souvenir from the event. Um and we're also doing, uh, this is the first year we're doing a scholarship at the high school for oh, wow. graduating yeah, seniors. Yeah. We're doing uh, one male and one female uh, graduating athlete who has a love for derby sports in the community. And I would assume that's a huge thing because now you're entrenched. That means you're, you're doing something. That's a legacy thing going on. Does that help uh, maintain the consistency and stability of the organization going forward, do you think? I definitely think so. And I think it's important because... Someday, you know, there could, the class of 2017, for instance, you never know, there could be a male or female someday that'll be eligible and will be considered for the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, you know, you can't just think about the past. You have to think about the present, too. And it's really important to do something for these uh, students and athletes. And that, that train whistle, by the way, for our listeners at home, we were at uh, 158 Main Street overlooking the Ansonia train station. So the train is running and on time today. I actually saw somebody waiting for it on my way in for the first time ever. I've never seen anybody over there. Yeah, you know, the, I didn't know a train still came through here. And a lifelong Derby Valley <laughs> resident. Yeah, that's here's maybe we should veer off right now. Jim Gilday. I know Jim Gilday. If he's is listening like, to this, hey guys, talk to talk about it. Of the Connecticut uh, Commuter Rail Council is uh, yeah yeah yeah. If we had a better train service, and it's coming. The state is spending some big bucks to improve the Waterbury branch. Right. Uh, so so anyway, I just was saying all that because that's the horn. Uh, that's our local flavor so okay the uh is there still time to take out uh, uh an ad in, in in the program book you have coming up jen yeah there's definitely still room um you know luckily we've got most of i think we're close to 100 percent of uh, returning ads from last year we've added a few as well so if you didn't have an ad last year or if you did just reach out to one of the committee members and we can get your ad in there for this year and how do i do that if i'm listening to this podcast when we release this in a week or so how do i uh, reach out to one of those committee members uh you can give me a call um 203-516-4074 uh you call mike 203-305-9442 and you could also email me at N-E-E-C-H 76 at AOL.com. And you can also find out more information about the Hall of Fame on Facebook if you search Derby High yeah. School Athletic Hall of Fame. I just created yes. the uh, the actual event for um, the banquet. It's on our Facebook page, Derby, Athletic, or Derby High School Athletic Hall of Fame. Um, so you can always just comment there and one of us will respond to you as well. And the prices are affordable. I mean, there's not, we're not talking about... Yeah, it's about a $30 the- ticket. Um, and we'll probably do a 50-50 that night. Um, so, yeah. And as far as ads go, we have three that you could do. We have a quarter page, which is $25. We have a half page, which is 50 And a full page is 100 And, you know, sometimes we've had a couple of people recently just donate to our Hall of Fame, give us a nice donation, and people have done that as well. So been a lot of support since we started this thing. Yeah, were you, were you guys surprised by how it just sort of took off and is uh, doing so no, well? No, I don't, I don't think so because, you know, the Valley and... and you know, Derby in general is is about the tradition and the roots of sports in, in you know in our cities in our towns. I, what about I, you, Mike? I mean, I was a little nervous in the beginning. We had the first meeting, and we all kind of met at Archie Moore's in Derby just to discuss can we make this happen, and that was August of 2014. And you know, we talked, and basically, we really just talked about how can we fund it. That's going to be the toughest part. Because, you know, the voting part is the fun part. You get to do that and you get to, you know, debate with each other, stuff like that. But that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> it, it, it Believe me, it is. Um, but we have a great committee. So the, funding, the funding was my biggest concern. And, you know, it took us, a, I would say it took us a good year before we got everything in order to pick a class and stuff. Like a lot of our meetings in the beginning were trying to find ways to fund 
finding ways on how we want to pick a class, how do we do it, stuff like that. So it wasn't something we rushed. And I think that was good because had we rushed it, it probably would not be successful. Hmm. And so that, yeah, that's the key to keeping it going. Make sure you have right. all your ducks in a row at first. So let's talk about, uh, oh, this might be Ethan Fry arriving to work with coffee. Let's talk about the, uh, we're, we've called, uh, we've probably done what they called burying the lead. Hey, in uh, Hello, Ethan. Sorry, I'm late. That's okay. Uh, the class, the inductees, the people that are going in to the Derby Athletic Hall of Fame. So now what is the class of 2016? Yes. Okay, I was, yeah. I'm very bad with numbers. Let's start going over them. This is what people want to hear. Who's going in? Okay, so we have seven this year. How many did you have last year? We had 10. You know, the first okay. class, we knew it was going to be a large class because you're talking about just tremendous athletes and your first class you really had to have a big class so we knew that this year we kind of decided you know we would do six or seven at the most and I think the committee did a great job how we voted it and really I don't think anybody was disappointed with the inductees but basically we have seven we have um I Vitello who was a former basketball coach at Derby in the Late 50s, early 60s, but he was also a very good athlete at Derby. I believe he was a three-sport player. You know, he played football, basketball, and baseball, and he was a real good athlete. You know, he played for Derby back in, like, the 40s, so he was really good. Was that, that, is the gym named after him? Yes. Vitello. Oh, yes. Yep. sure, yeah. sure. One of the first stories we did in 2009 was the Board of Aldermen and yeah. Derby uh, uh, made the motion to, to, to do that. And I believe his family was there mm-hmm. and they yeah. were super sweet and it was a great story. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then, um, we have Brent Sanford who has, you know, he died a few years back. I believe he died in 2011 and he was a, th- again, a three sports star at Derby. He was a tremendous athlete. Some say he was one of the best football players Derby ever had. He had a great collegiate career as well. And where do you play? In um, I'm. Tr- I believe he played. I don't, don't want to get. Yeah, this yeah. Wrong. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, just keep yeah. going. But um, it's live. We record this live, people. <laughs> right. And but Mike. I, Mike comes in every single week. Every guest always comments on it because I'm always sitting here silently recording these. Guy comes in. He's got no paperwork. You know, when Ethan and I do our podcast, we've got Google open. Ethan's researching things on the fly. I'm taking pills to make my memory better, and you just do it. Stream of consciousness. So the fact that you just didn't remember a detail is remarkable. It's never happened in two years. Oh, thank you. All right. So I'd rudely interrupted. Go ahead. Right. But uh, you don't have to agree that again, I rudely interrupted. He was a great player at Derby. I mean, you know, the coaching staff loved him. His players, I'll tell you right now, you know, one of our Hall of Famers, Vinny Greco, speaks so highly of him. So many of the other players that played with him always taught our committee member, uh, Walt Bicedecki was a big Brent supporter. I mean, so many people just raved about how great this guy was, and he was also a very good basketball player. He took Derby, I believe, to the semis his senior year in high school for basketball. And, you know, Derby's not known for being a basketball school, so he was a tremendous athlete. And have you, I mean, I assume you reached out, of course, and and, and told the gentleman's family that this is coming. Yes. Who does that, and what is that like? Basically, I mean... I will do it. You know, I'll tell you a good story. We did have one committee member that we felt we all needed to call him. We had all kind of known him for years, and we thought it'd be a good idea. So we called him at one of our meetings that night. We put him on speakerphone, and we basically told him that he had gotten inducted into the Hall of Fame. And he was very, you know, choked up, and he was very happy about it. And that's the thing that's really great about doing this is not only is it us honoring them, But we take a lot of joy and pride in being able, like, we get excited when we call them. You know, I had Bill Duggan for my principal when I went to Bradley School, and I just thought, you know, he was an unbelievable principal. I haven't seen him in probably 15 years. And when I called him, I I mean, I couldn't tell you how excited I was to let him know he had gotten inducted. And I mean, that's the thing about this is what's so great about it. And we also meet people that we never knew before. We talk to their families and it's really, it's just, that's been the most rewarding thing is, you know, seeing how excited they are and how honored they are. You know, that's what mm-hmm. makes it worth it. I just spoke with Jim Keefe on the phone, who's another one of our inductees. And, 
it's just great. And we had a 10 minute conversation and I can't wait to meet him on April 8th. And I told him, I said, make sure you put aside a couple minutes because we're, we're going to chat a bit. That's and he's awesome. looking forward to it too. So it's, it's those type of things where I may not know some of these athletes, but then you see their stats and you research what they've, they've accomplished at, you know, at Derby high school and, and for the athletic program. And, you know, it's exciting to be able to meet them on, on one day, everybody in one room. So that was how many we go over? That was the first. Uh, I think that's because I, I mentioned Bill Duggan. We yeah, mentioned yeah. Jim. We really so, should have yeah. broken out Jim, a piece of paper Jim Keefe, you know, he had played multiple sports at Derby, but he was an unbelievable track star at Derby. You know, that's the thing, too, Gene. One thing that, you know, we want to do is it's for every sport. Represent everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's not just football. It's not just wrestling, whatever it might be. It's every sport that they excelled in. And, I mean, Jim Keefe was – some consider him the best track um, runner Derby ever had. And, I mean, that's how good he was. I believe he ran at Central. You know, just tremendous, tremendous athlete. Then we also have um, Phil D'Onofrio. Phil is the only Derby player to ever make All-State in basketball. Oh, and wow. he was the class of 1958. Wow. Yeah. Now, that last name, uh, there's a bunch of D'Onofrios in uh, in Derby. Does anybody know, like, the lineage who's... Who who's he uh, related to? Is well, you know what know? I, you know I know Tom D'Onofrio well. I don't know if they're related, but I I probably I would probably assume they are. You know, I mean, I would think you know that's just a name you hear over and over yeah. and over. It's again. not a common you know it's not a common name that you hear maybe in I don't know Somers, New York. Yeah. From. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I I'd be inclined to believe they're related, and he's also owned a hardware store forever. Phil D'Onofrio, he still does. Alexander Hardware day. on on. Uh, Persian Drive. Persian Drive, yes. Sonia. Oh, yeah. no kidding. Okay. Yeah. So, awesome. You know, he's been around forever. And then, you know, I mentioned Bill Duggan. Now, I told you Derby wasn't a very good basketball program, but the first ever state title that Derby Sports ever had was in basketball, and it was 1951, and Bill Duggan was the MVP of that tournament. He played. He was a tremendous player for that team. They also made the semis the year before, so they had two great years, his junior and senior year, and he was just a very good basketball player. And where are you learning all this stuff from? Like, are you, we research it. I mean, Jack Walsh does a great job with that Derby site, you know, Electronic like, Valley. Yes, and sure, you could get a lot of information from there. We go to the library a lot. You know, we pull out old yearbooks and we just kind of look at stuff and research. I'll tell you, those yearbooks are phenomenal. Um, whoever did them back then did a great job because. You find out, you know, pics alone. We were having trouble finding pictures of these guys, and you find them in these yearbooks, and it's great, you know. Yeah, that's a great resource. When I worked in, in print newspapers, uh, Ethan and I worked at the uh, News Times over in Danbury, and one thing you had to do every year was get a yearbook. And they are a great historical archive. I don't think people realize that. Oh, yeah. And, really well, newspapers, they would have, uh, we called them the morgue. That was the, the right. newspaper term for where you would keep all your old articles and, and all the old artifacts like that. But not really anymore because they laid everybody off. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, moving on. So that's yes. a good... Uh, so now... He's probably known for what he's done with Seymour softball. But Kenny Pereira, is, people may not know this, but people that you know are from Derby definitely do. He's maybe considered the best basketball player Derby ever had. Now, here's a guy who's only five foot five, and he scored 1,000 points in his high school career. Whoa, like Spud Webb. And keep in mind of this, too, Gene. I don't know what your knowledge is of basketball. Little to none. But for years, there was no such thing as a three-pointer. And when Kenny Pereira's played, the three-pointer didn't exist. Wow. So he scored all those points without making three-pointers, which is pretty tremendous. And he's, like I said, five foot five. That's amazing. Is there any uh, video footage or anything like that? Have you come across I would like love that? to see Yeah, that it. must be amazing. I mean, yeah, but I would watch Kenny play in the men's league in Derby. When I was a kid, he'd play on my father's team. They played with Jack Walsh and those guys on Kasdan. I never saw him miss a shot. It was unbelievable. Every time he threw it up, it went in. Just a phenomenal basketball player. And like I said, at five foot five to score a thousand points in your career, that's pretty impressive. And was there a, an effort this year to get on a couple more basketball players? It seems like there's a, a couple of them, or is that just the way it shook out? I think it's just the way it shook out. You know, the the top ten that we you know honored last year just happened to be a very heavy football uh, top ten. Some wrestling, you know, there was, you know, Diane Pake was in there, so with Shaker and Field. But it just so happened that, that how we voted was, was heavily basketball this time around. 
Yeah, you know, and I think that's that's the thing too is we're not favoring one sport over the other. We're going by the athlete and what the athlete did in their career. And that's really how we try to base everything on. And, you know, you look at this class. I mean, can you argue any? I mean, I know you don't know them well enough, but people who do, could you really argue any of the seven not being a Hall of Famer? I really don't think you could. And so who was the next on this list? Who okay. else is going in? So um, the next one is, uh, God, I know I'm missing. I know I'm missing two. I know the last one, but there's one in between. Let me see here. You can go to the last one and I will. I mean, we can pause for a second. You want me to pause and get out the list? Maybe we will. Oh, uh, uh, no, no. It'll come to me briefly. I, We're okay, doing it so, live. Yeah. So I mentioned Brent. I mentioned Bill Duggan. Ethan's going to start Carreras. singing in the corner. Um, I did Should I play the Jeopardy theme? <laughs> <laughs> That's Ethan. Yeah, I don't know what Ethan. Was that your bar mitzvah? What was that? Manchester United chant. Oh, okay. Actually, I think, Ethan's a I think I got them yeah, all. I think six. there's you just one, one more. more. And that would be Charlie Desenzo. Oh. Charlie Desenzo was a player for Derby from 1961 to 1964. He was a very good um, offensive lineman and defensive lineman. He uh, was the winner of the Alberella Trophy, the most prestigious trophy for a Derby football player. Very good baseball player, too. But Charlie is getting in for his coaching because he was an unbelievable football coach at Derby. Coached 10 years there, and he had a record of 77 wins and only 28 defeats. Two state state championships, an undefeated season in 1990, and a number one ranking in the state. And he also won three Housatonic League championships. Just tremendous, tremendous coach. And, you know... It's an honor to induct him with the other inductees. And i that's what I really think. When you look at these guys, they not only contributed so much to Derby sports, they've done a lot for Derby in general. And it's just going to be awesome to induct them. And so what happens at the ceremony, if you could go through a little bit of, of what, and it's April 8th, you said. Yes. What's it, uh, their speeches, how does it work? Basically, you know, we'll have um, the superintendent say a few words. We always have the mayor come up and talk. You know, I say always. This is only our second one. <laughs> but um, we have the mayor come but up. But it and feels say, like it's been around for a long yeah. time because you guys have done so much work. And that's the other thing before I get into who comes up and speaks. Sure. We have gotten great support from the principal of Derby, Marty Pascal, the athletic director and vice principal of Derby, Rachel Artiz. Dr. Conway, the superintendent of Derby, has been tremendous. The Board of Ed, you know, Kenny Marcuccio, Andy Mancini, George Kurtica, and I know I'm leaving a couple out, and I do apologize. A lot of people on the board, yeah. <laughs> Those guys have been tremendous supporting us. And that's been the big thing is these guys have all come out and supported this. Nobody ever said, no, you can't do this, or we're not going to help. They've been very helpful to us. And, you know, I can't say enough about Jack Walsh because when we need advice for certain things, he's always, you know, willing to meet up with us and, you know, give us any advice he can. And, I mean, that's the thing. You can't do this alone. You can't – eight. you would think nine people on the committee, that would be enough, but you always need people behind the scenes. And, you know, we got people like Corey Bartone, who's tremendous behind the scenes for us. Sarah Jadik does a great job helping us with our ad book and things like that. You know, so many people behind the scenes have done done a great job helping us out. That's awesome. And what is Sarah? Is that who designs the ads? Is that what you were? Uh, yeah, so we send her all the ads, and she kind of puts together the program book for us. Um, last year we printed it, you know, ourselves, and you know, this year we're looking into printing it probably professionally, so it looks really nice. But um, she put, you know, she's very good at at getting that stuff together. She's a phenomenal photographer, so she comes to the events and makes sure that it's documented, as well as Corey Bartone, also a phenomenal photographer. So they make sure they they keep everything documented for us, so we have it for years to come. And you're involved uh, directly with a lot of uh, athletes in, in Der- at Derby High School and Derby in general. What's been the reaction of some of the younger generations, the, the kids that are maybe in school now or have graduated more recently? Uh, do they see this as a, as a good thing? Is it a, a good morale builder within uh, the Derby sports community as a whole? Yeah, you know, there's athletes that, that really do take an interest in it. And, you know, they'll stop and they'll, you know, right outside of our gymnasium, we have a plaques from last year and they'll go over and they'll look at them and and they'll they'll read the stories and it's it's interesting to see which students do and which students don't and which athletes are more uh interested in and which ones aren't and you know just last night we had a a baseball diamond club fundraiser at the am club 
And uh, a couple of the kids, I said, would you guys like to come this year? Uh, help us out, maybe do 50-50 or, you know, just seat everybody. What would you like to do? Or would you like to just come and watch and get to enjoy that tradition? And, you know, these are freshmen uh, football players, baseball players, and, and they all kind of, they didn't know what they wanted to do because some of them do want to listen to the stories and some of them do want to meet uh, the people that, you know, have laid the path for them uh, in the past. So it's interesting and, and it's it's a lot of fun to start to now get the scholarships involved in the high school and, and just keeping everything kind of connected. And just to go back to Mike's point, the Board of Education last year, you know, our main focus in fundraising was how do we play for the, the plaques? I mean, plaques are a big expense, and you know they helped us out with with the set of plaques that were uh, that are now hanging in the high school. So, again, thank you to them, um, and just keeping you know keeping us going. Uh, we were initially trying to set it up. And how how long do you envision being involved in this, Mike? Is this something that uh, well? Because you were described recently uh, on I might have been after we recorded a podcast, but someone described you as the glue that holds. Uh, the Hall of Fame together. Uh, well, you know, I mean, you always need someone to kind of, you know, organize it and stuff like that. That goes without saying. But really, the glue is the committee. And I can't say enough because they come to every meeting. You know, without that committee, that Hall of Fame doesn't work. And these guys, these guys and girls are all committed to this committee. They're committed to being there at meetings. And I'll tell you that. That's the fun part, too. And Jen will back me up on this. We, you know, you were saying we got off track before. We get off track a lot at the meetings. If something gets brought up when we're going over something, we just start talking about something that happened in like 1988, and we're like going over it for like 15 minutes, and we're joking with each other. And no, the the, you, the meeting will start at seven o'clock, and we have one thing to discuss. And the janitors are at quarter to ten, going, "Are you, you guys done?" <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's just a lot of fun to get together and things that I have never heard of and stories I've never heard of. It's, it's the, awesome. To listen and the to. thing of it is, is. Some of us do know each other, but I think, you know, myself, Jen, and Steve Owens, who's one of the committee members, we all went to high school together. I didn't really know Jen well in high school. Steve Owens, I think, and Jen, they both knew each other. But the other committee members, you know, we've known them here and there. We'll see them at games and talk for a few minutes. But I really did not know any of them that well. And we've really, like... Because of this committee, we've gotten to know each other great, and you know we'll text with each other sometimes about stuff, and that's the great thing is we've built friendships doing this committee, and everybody gets along. Now maybe we don't always agree on everything, but we always, you know, have the same objective, and that's to make this a great uh, Hall of Fame. And how many people are on the committee? We have nine at this present time. Nine that vote. Like I said, we have people behind the scenes who definitely help, and I mentioned Corey Bartone. I mentioned Sarah Jadik. Christina DiMartino helps Christine, us out as well. Yeah. At She's the great event. too. I mean, you know, came to the event last year, did the door for us. Because if you and think I want to do the door, you're crazy. <laughs> it was crazy last year. So thank yeah. you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. And then how do you manage? I mean, you know, one thing we're a, a news site and we run a Facebook page with like 13,000 people and we put out uh, stories all the time and we hope to spark discussions about things to get people involved uh, in civic life a little, mo- a little bit more. And Facebook is great for that. And social media is great for that. Uh, but then at other times, it can be a giant pain in your neck when conversations or, or threads uh, take a, a turn for the worse, let's just say. How do you manage people? Because I know I've, you know, as a reporter, you hear things about the way, and I'm not just saying even in Connecticut, but I've worked elsewhere, where these Hall of Fames get set up, and then there's maybe there's infighting, or someone, a faction of the town is angry that this person didn't get in, and it could become, how do you stay above the fray and manage situations like that? Because I'm, you're sort of remarkable to me, Mike, because you, you're just so even keel, where I'm a guy like, you know, I have like, I wear my, my nerves on the outside and I'm always angry. Yeah. I'll well, probably won't I live mean, to see 50. Listen, here, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't get angry sometimes because you will see people put things on Facebook. Take a sometimes. shot in some way yeah, yeah, but without going into any. You get yeah. mad in the moment, but then I look at it and I'm like, well, you know, they're talking about it. So if they're talking about it, whether it's negative or positive, that's what we want. We want people to pay attention to it we want them to support it so if they're saying oh mike you're terrible you're a terrible committee member you don't know what you're doing well hey you're talking about it so it can't be a bad thing it's better it's better than being ignored and living yeah yeah but you know i would say 
probably 85% of it's been great as far as support goes. You're not always going to please everybody. It's like anything else, you know. You could be a great baseball coach and you'll you'll find one or two people, "Oh, no, he's not a good coach." That's just the way it is and our committee does a great job and at the end of the day, this Hall of Fame's here, so that's what we take out of it and we try not to let that stuff get to us cuz it's going to happen and it's going to happen more and more as this Hall of Fame continues to move forward. And in terms of, you know, one of the things that's happening in Derby, uh, the school district in the city is that the the uh, there was recently a 2 million dollar donation, private donation to the school district to build a, f- a field house. Yes. Uh, and when I say field house, it's much more than a field house. If you look back at the uh, Valley Naval Gazing previous podcast, we talked to Dr. Conway, the Derby School Superintendent, for about 30 minutes on this issue, and he goes into great detail about it. I'm wondering, has there been any talk? I know it's very, very early because the city is still setting up how to even uh, uh, deal with the construction and, and all that, but has there been any talk about maybe incorporating the Hall of Fame in some way into this field house? And I guess the the superintendent had said, you know, you look at the field, I mean, I had said, you look at the field house now and it's just a big concrete uh, uh, block. Right. But what we're talking about is almost, it's almost a community center that they're envisioning uh, at uh, yeah, Ryan when I, Field. When so. I hear them talking about it, it's, it's, it's almost like a like a student center at a college. Yeah. It's really kind of the way that, that I hear it. Um, and yes, uh, you know, the principal, Marty Pascal, has actually spoken to Mike and myself about uh, having duplicate plaques down in there as well. They want to bring as much tradition. They want to have as much, um, right. you know, of, of the past in there as possible to uh, to keep the kids, you know, interested in, in what has happened in the past and and hopefully get them, you know, excited about the future. Mm. So that's cool. So it might have a this Hall of Fame might play a part in that field house that is going to be built. You know, it's funny when it seems like since we started this thing in 2014. So many things have happened in Derby as far as athletics go. As you mentioned, the new, you know, donation that they're getting and stuff like that. And you look at the girls cross country team and them winning the state title. How great! Amazing that is. story because they don't even have a track. Yeah, and it really is. And Nick Delugo does a great job, you know, and he gets a lot of, you know, Mike Gazzo did a great job with those kids with the middle school, you know, and it's just a great, great program. But so many things are happening in Derby now. It's so much more positive than it ever was before. Now you got you got a new coach that came in last year with baseball, Coach Steve Boehner, and and he's doing great things with the with the kids. And you know I get to see a lot more of it being at the yeah. high school now uh, every day. And, and their basketball coach did a great job. And I know a lot of people would say one win isn't a great job, but if you watched his practices and what he's trying to do, I, the future looks bright for them as well. Yeah, the respect that the kids have for him. Uh, shout out to Eric O'Toole. Um, he coaches uh, baseball at Sacred Heart. And, and Waterbury as well, but he does great, great things with those kids. That you know, the group of kids that, that he's working with, and just keeping them on track, and and just watching their demeanor change from one season to another under his, um, you know, leadership. There's the talk about, I mean, you win one game as a high school kid that builds yeah. character. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't and care what know, anybody says. I I mentioned people who have helped us, and I it would be awful on my part not to mention this guy because. George French has, from day one, he came to our first meeting just to see if he could offer any advice. And he is always helping us out behind the scenes. He goes out, he's gotten us ads and stuff like that. And he has supported this thing. And here's a guy who's coaching football year round, basically, because weightlifting, passing leagues, everything. He's always taking his time to help our Hall of Fame because he loves derby sports. And, you know, I I just want to give him a thank you because he's been great. Okay, as we wrap it up, is there anything else uh, maybe that I haven't? I mean, I'm not the expert here, and it's, I'm really just guest hosting, subbing uh, for Mike, but is there anything else, any other topics? Because we actually have as much time as we need, but is there any other topics that you guys want to bring up about the April 8th Hall of Fame uh, induction? Like I said, I mean, <laughs> tables are going quick, so, you know, if you want a table, just please, please, I, I get, I'll give the number again. My number is 203-305-9442. Please give me a call or email me at neech76 at aol.com. And, you know, if you have a list of people you want for a table, we'll get that together. And you could also get in contact with Jen. She's at Derby High every day, and it's 75 Chatfield Street. And if you want to send 
a check for tickets, whatever you want to send for an ad, just send it to 75 Chatfield Street in Derby and just put attention Jen Moffat on it. And one other thing I want to mention, though, and I, I think we we're about to, is these committee members because, like I said, we could not do it without these guys. And, you know, Brent Cavallaro, he was a graduate of Derby in 1994. He was a three-sport player at Derby, and he just loves Derby sports. That's why he does it. Danny Shea, who was on the 1985 state championship team for Derby, was also an all-stater. He's been tremendous at every meeting, always, you know, helping us out whenever we need it. He's been great. Ray Silvernail, who graduated from Derby in 1989, he played football for Derby. He was their punter. Great, great guy, always giving his time and always – he comes from East Haven from every meeting. So, I mean, you know, he travels just to get here for us. Uh, Bobby Ahern. Now, here's a guy who graduated in 1963. And he was a three-sport athlete. And a lot of people say he's one of the best athletes Derby ever had. He comes to the meetings. He doesn't want anything to do with himself. It's all about picking this Hall of Fame class. And he's here at every, every meeting. And he's been tremendous. I mentioned Walt Bysadecki before. Walt played for Derby both basketball and baseball from 1971 to 1974. Terrific guy. And that's the thing, too. You have people from the 60s. You have people from the 70s. You have people from the 80s, the 90s. And hopefully as time goes on, we'll get more from that generation. We also added Tom Abel this past year. And I'm sure you're familiar with Tom Abel. He uh, does the PA for the Derby football games. Um, He was a great two-sport athlete at Derby. He was a baseball player and football player. Tremendous, tremendous guy. Always, you know, helping us out whenever we need it. I mentioned Steve Owens. I graduated with Steve in 1995. Steve's very passionate, and Steve is not afraid to, you know, debate if he doesn't agree with something. That's really, you know, great to see because if we all just agreed on everything, it doesn't work either. You know, there has to be a balance right there, and... um. Just trying to think if I missed anybody. I think I got most of them, but let me just make <laughs> sure. Sometimes, well, of course, Jen, and you know, Jen is great because I'll blow up her phone. You know, if I if I need to know something, if I can't get her on her cell, I'll call Derby High. You know, and we're constantly <laughs> going back and forth trying. Oh, should we do this? Should we do that? And I mean, she's been a tremendous help. And I, you know, without these committee members, it's not going to work. And that's the thing too. We hope that more people will join the committee as time goes on because you know like anything else nothing lasts forever so you have to have a future with this you know committee and uh is there anything else you wanted to add jen yeah i mean listen we've said it over and over and over again but this committee and and this hall of fame never would have happened if mike kenichi didn't have the idea and didn't try to get people together to do it so um a little shout out needs to go to him as well and and just for keeping everybody together and making it happen and then I just wanted to ask, because we're about at the 38-minute mark now, right. so we have, we have a little bit of Hey, I'm of in no time. rush, so keep asking. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, actually, would you mind if I change the subject slightly, just sure. to, uh, and we, of course, bring yeah. it back, if there's sure. anything else uh, you yeah. guys wanted to talk about, but we've been doing uh, this podcast now, Valley Sports Rewind, for like a year now, maybe even... I think we started in late April. I think we had Rob Heider on after the, the April break. And I'm wondering, because we've never, we talked about uh the podcast in our very first podcast but this is the first time uh that we've you know done something like this where where i'm on it how do you think i mean i will say the as of this recording on friday march what is it the third or something like that uh the we we just uploaded the uh jamie burns episode of seymour that posted uh yesterday last night about and it had 123 downloads in like five hours which is uh good Right. You know, I do a podcast on the weekends, not associated with work at all. I mean, the, we, we uploaded one. Uh, it, it got 18 downloads in like a week. Wow. So 123 is a respectable number, and that'll grow. And I think the podcast, you know, part of what we do here at the Valley Indy is we, 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 we live on grant money. So we have to identify the need in the community, and then we have to quantify how we're addressing that need. And one of the things that Valley Sports Rewind has done is there was definitely, this was something that was wanted in the Valley. Right. I think, I think uh, I'd have to double check. There was a tremendous growth 
between if you look at like our first two weeks and then you know in august our, our two weeks just over very quickly there was like a 136 percent increase in the amount of people listening so because we never talk about you know at the valley indie we don't we're not really we, we we'd like to sell more ads and right. people can definitely sponsor this podcast uh if you so choose we would greatly appreciate it but we never talk about performance or we don't check like page views religiously or or right. uh, maniacally because we're not really it's more about providing a service for the community so all that being said, I'm wondering what your impression is of the podcast, whether you get any feedback from the community, good, bad, or uh, indifferent. I do. I mean, everybody, it's all been positive. I've never heard anything that's negative. Um, and, you know, anybody that would find a negative, I, I would have to question it because it's it's really like, you know, the guests are on there and they're talking about their days in high school. So they're really, I can't see a negative by doing that, you know, you're trying to recognize people, you know, one, uh, I want to mention this too. It's very important to honor people that are doing stuff right now. And eventually I want to have a couple of the cross country kids on for winning the state title. I'm also going to have one of the cheerleaders on in the next coming weeks, because, you know, it's important to recognize those people. But I really believe that it's been all positive. And when we started again, like Trying to get guests on in the beginning, it was a little difficult because with, you know, their time and stuff. But I would say from October till now, it's really picked up. We are consistently getting guests yeah. every week. Yeah, and I should say, like, you know, just sort of peeling back uh, the onion here. Or, uh, the the thing is, like, Mike volunteers. He's doing this uh, voluntarily. Although he could, um, if somebody bought an ad, we could uh, uh, get something going. But... So he comes in here and he's working around my schedule. Uh, and this is just for, because sometimes, a lot of times, you know, I'll cancel at the last minute or something uh, falls through. Uh, it, it takes a, quite a bit of effort to coordinate this all because Mike is trying to work around uh, my schedule, uh, you know, and I'm a reporter and I have a young family and I got my own obligations. So it really takes an effort. So, you know, but he's doing this out of the goodness of his heart. And so that's good to hear because, uh, you know, it, 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 on my end, it's been hard to be consistent uh, because sometimes, you know, if there's a building on fire or Ethan's got a story that he needs help on, right. we have to rearrange things. And it's not so easy. It's not like you're hanging out here all day from nine to five and being like, all right, yeah, I'll just I'll just do that interview at 12. It's like, right. no, we have that window. And these guests are coming. You know, it would be easier. And maybe it's something we can talk about in the future. You know, a Friday at 930 isn't always the ideal. People tend to have work at that time. Right. So it, it is tough. Uh, you know, one thing I've been, I've been doing, you know, I mentioned I do my uh, another podcast uh, on the side. And what's, what I'm learning from that, because I try to take the, anything I pick up there and apply it to this, is there are ways to do, uh, you know, this completely remote where you'd be on a computer and your guest could be on a computer and then I would be like at my house. So maybe there is a, a situation going forward where it would be like, you know, a Friday or Saturday night when it's much easier I to get people. I could tell you this, that... And I only say all that just so people know. Yeah, uh, but we will definitely get even more if we're yeah, who, able to do it at night because there are people that have said to me, can we do it at 7 o'clock yeah. at night? So we definitely would. Yeah, the only thing is that people would have to, I mean, the guests would have to contribute to my uh, uh, defense when I when my wife files for divorce. <laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> like when she puts in those divorce papers, I'm going to need legal help. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but actually she makes more money than me, so actually maybe I'll go after maybe, But I really maybe believe that, this. I really believe, though, it's been positive. And I know it's positive when I get emails or facebook messages how come the episode wasn't on this week like oh you, well, you never see you got it you do, oh okay oh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 you know well, yeah, so we, when you get that then you know people are listening and oh that's good so you I know, don't get those every i could see somebody on the street i see a guy he's from shelton and you know we talk when we see each other but like i don't know him that great but when i see him he's like uh so who you having on next week and i'm like oh you listen to the show i didn't even know he did yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so yeah. I got that's a, a lesson for me because when we don't post it, I should put a note on there saying it returns next. I haven't you done know, that. One of the, I'll tell you a funny story. And one that of, happens because a lot of times, like what I've, when we first launched, we would do it like Wednesday night, Thursday morning. It was definitely, it was like set in stone. But what I've, you know, since we're only two people here, if I have a story I can hold for a day and then it gets me through a Friday, 
I'll do that. So that's why yeah. sometimes I, I don't post it uh, on that Wednesday night because I try that's to right. have flexibility because, uh, you know, got to feed the machine. <laughs> but um, I had a parent recently, and this is a funny story. You know, I, I would never think he would, he doesn't seem like the type that's, you know, into this stuff or anything like this. And he comes up to me and he goes, hey, I, I, I heard your interview with John D. And I said, oh, you listened to that? He goes, oh, yeah, I, I went to Derby. I was the class of 1979. And <laughs> I never knew he went to Derby or anything. And he just started talking to me and he knew like this person and that person. I, I was like blown away. But you even have like people you wouldn't think are listening to this and they are. So, I mean, that was pretty cool to hear him say that. You know? Yeah, that's good to hear. And then what about uh, uh, the Derby and Sonia football games that you guys are, are posting? I know that that uh, goes... Uh, do you have more games coming? And that, that's a YouTube Actually, I, I just butchered it. I apologize. That's but. okay. Actually, Derby Shelton 1993 was just posted. Now, this is a group of kids that we went to school with. Does that make you feel and, old, guys, or what? <laughs> when, when I got you, a Mike, bu- when did you graduate? 95. And, and then, Jen, when did you graduate? 96. Oh, you guys are young. I graduated 92, You know, man. you say we're young, but I can remember stuff from that, like, yesterday, and I can't believe it's been that long. It's depressing, but... <laughs> Mike, Mike really has a memory of, like, an elephant. You know what I mean? It's, it's photographic, I think, yeah. Just the facts that come out of out of his mouth sometimes. I'm like, holy cow, how do you remember that? He's, he's like, you know, it rained during the third quarter for, like, 10 minutes, and it's true. You know, somebody else would be like, you know what it did? That's my it's favorite crazy. part every week where you'll get somebody in here and... Mike will be going over like Pop Warner football games or something like that. Right. And the guest, it's amazing because you'll see it and, and, and the guest will be like, I, you can read his face. And he's clearly thinking to himself, I have no idea what this guy's talking. And then all of a sudden, you'll trigger the memory, and then the guy will talk for 20 well, I oh, think yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's Jamal amazing. Baskins was really funny because that was a good one. he was yeah. like, how, how do you remember that? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. But, you know, that's... Just the love for Derby and Valley sports in general, because there were no electronics when I was a kid. I mean, there was Nintendo, but there was none of this stuff that there is today. There were no computers. And I I just always say it was a great time back then, you know, when you're listening to your tape decks and you're taping stuff on KC 101 because you want to hear your songs. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. that stuff was what I loved growing up. See, I was taping Howard Stern. I was very demented. Uh, But but it's but it's I mean, it's it's so fun to listen to like i listen every week and you know i'm a derby girl through and through and you know mike's a derby guy through and through but he's also you know a valley guy and and just the things that he knows about different things uh different towns different sports and it just goes to show that you know somebody in his family was bringing him to ansonia games and shelton games and seymour games okay. when he was very well, keep young in and mind, just... i had a father that went to derby high and a mother that went to ansonia yeah. high mm. so it was you know <laughs> I made the mistake one year betting my uncle on the Derby and Sonya game. <laughs> I had to wear an Aunt Sonya Chargers shirt at Christmas Eve. That was not fun. But I got him a couple times, so that was good. But Let me, let me ask you, like, uh, in terms of uh, all the episodes that you've done of Valley Sports Rewind so far, do you have a particular favorite? Um, the John D. one was one of my favorites. That was a great one. I really enjoyed interviewing Ben Bartone. I, I can tell you right now that every one of them I did, I didn't leave there and say, God, man, that was rough. You know, they've all been good. And you know what I noticed? The guests, some of them, when they first start out, the first five or ten minutes, it takes them a little bit to get going. Yeah. And then it just picks up as time goes on. And it's not like the microphones are even here. Yeah. yeah but it, it's really been fun. I mean, some of the people I had on, I mean, Kevin Rowley, unbelievable. That was a great mm. Tony Branca, that was a great one. Um Kylie Rodriguez, you know, for a kid, she did great. It was a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, and those two little girls. That one was yeah. great. That you know, one, I heard Cassie Silkoff and, and Emma. Uh, Emma Heider. That was a tremendous I one. was I was at uh, the New Haven Independent at the radio station thing over there. I don't even remember what for, but I got into my car, turned on the radio, and that one was playing on the radio uh, really? in, in, in New Haven. And it was they were great because it had been a couple of weeks because there was a long... I mean, we were taping a lot of these in advance. And then Emma, you know, you could tell Emma was a little nervous, but she got through and did great but god cassie acted like she'd been interviewed her whole life i mean it, it she was just ready to go oh yeah and, you yeah know, this and she and even like you know i told her about the microphones and, and at one point she's like banging the table and looking at me knowing she's not supposed to do like she was yeah. like a natural and was, she was basically was telling you what she does when she gets home and i mean 
that was the most enjoyable thing yeah, because yeah. you want to recognize young kids like that. And the fact that they're going out there and running all the time, mm. you know, I hated running when I was a kid. Like I don't even like to, to, <laughs> when people run by my house, I yeah. yell at them like Jenny Ames, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like when stuff like that to see that they're doing that at nine yeah, years they old, were really great. You know, they need to be recognized. And I think any type of kid, that's the thing because Derby fans who go to these games and they're watching the basketball team player, the wrestlers or the runners, whatever it might be, the football players, these kids are going out there playing the games. Our part is easy. We're sitting in the stands, but they're actually out there playing. And, you know, it's not always easy. I mean, it's not easy to compete. It's a lot of work. So they really need to be recognized for that. And that's why I think this thing is so cool because a guy who, you know, 30 years ago did something great a lot of times that gets forgotten because they don't get enough you know recognition that's really what i like about it the most that's what i love about doing the tv show too is you're kind of giving these guys these men and women need to have something given back to them because they need to be recognized and i think that's the most important part i agree you're building community you're you know it's 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 really cool to see so and it's a surprise for me uh every week so i guess we will call it a day because uh, we're at the 50-minute mark, and uh, I just want to wow. thank you guys again uh, for, for, for doing this and, Mike, for, for stepping up. I mean, we put out a call a year and a half ago. Maybe it was even two years yeah, ago. I, I do have to give Jen the credit, though, because <laughs> you put it out there on Facebook. And, Je- and yeah. Jen tagged me in a post, and that's how we got in touch Wait a second. What? Other. You weren't following us on Facebook already, Mike? Oh, I was, but I did oh, not right. see that. I saw my Facebook notification. I am a faithful follower of the Valley Independence Center. I know, yeah. What we, you told you're me our that favorite. From, I think when um, you interviewed me for the Hall of Fame, the first time we ever talked, you brought her up as someone who always supports the site. And she does, and she does a great job. And believe me, like... Like I said, I'll blow up her phone or I'll get an idea in my head. I'm like, all right, I got to text her because I need to tell her now or I'll forget it. And she's, if she's got that phone near her, she'll write right back. So she's been a great help. That's awesome. All right. That's it. I, I don't know how to end it, but I will. I was just going to say thank Go you ahead. to you guys for always supporting not only the Derby Athletic Hall of Fame, but any of the fundraisers that are going on in the Valley, um, anything that's that needs supporting any families that are out there that that need some help um you guys are always right there to to help them so shout out to eugene and ethan we appreciate it well thank you thank you for recognizing it's our pleasure don't forget saturday night doors open at five event starts at six derby athletic hall of fame at the am club come on down april 8th good that was mike kenichi and on behalf of mike and jen moffitt this is eugene driscoll of Valley Sports Rewind, a weekly podcast produced by valleyindy.org, and we will talk to you next time. (laughs) 